Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 175, your once weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form on the replay over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content. We do drink alcohol on this show, and if you are drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat so we can give some early show shoutouts as we go along. All Super Chats are read on the air so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria. And if you want to join the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Float Plane or Patreon. Links are both down in the video description. You'll get access to the exclusive Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and keep the conversation going with the awesome community over there. Now that's an intro. That was a pretty, that's, that's gotta be probably top three. That, that's number like one. Seamless. No, that's, that's yeah. seriously number one. I mean, you should just take that audio out and, and just, just cut it. Right. Cut it every time. I'm just going to drop that from now on. Drop that. And then just like sync I'll, it up with some animated video. Right. I'm going to do an intro. animated video and, and, and we're going to come back and I'm going to be, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what we need to do. <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, welcome to the show. How you doing, John? I'm tired. I am tired, 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 tired. I've I've spent the weekend and then uh, cutting a bunch of trees up, and then this yeah. Monday through even today, work has just been. You you know when you're in IT and people Not anymore, complain. I don't. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, when you were in IT, depart heads of departments would complain to you, even though it's not your responsibility. But they won't talk to each other. Yes, they use you as a buffer yes or the babysitter that's just yeah. been going on for like the past three days and it's just like i don't talk i was called in to we're gonna go off the rails for a couple of seconds here um but <laughs> yes um i yes you hit a nerve uh especially <laughs> because i spoke to one of my previous colleagues who just literally had the same situation happen to him and uh so it's like fresh in my mind uh a couple of years ago uh, we had an incident in which one of our employees uh, unexpectedly left. There was a death in their family and and they took off with like two hours notice and they were gone for 10 days. Um, not my employee, not one of my staff, not someone I supervise, no one who's even tangently related to my department. Besides the fact that they had a computer on their desk and they did things with it. Other than that, IT had nothing to do with that position. Um, so part of their job was they updated a, a database, uh, a roster database for us, uh, based on government reports and a couple other things to, to balance, balance out some books. Um, yep. And that's basically a process that kind of sort of was automated by me, but it still required a manual input from them where they would take the the they would get the new database download they would make sure it's in the right format and make sure there's no errors in it and then they would upload it at, or drop it in a folder and then there's an automated script that uploads it that day and so yeah. i i had automated the download and the upload uh but it still required manual checks every single day before it went up um well that's not part of my department. That wasn't part of my supervision. That wasn't part of my duties. I assisted in the initial 
building of that the same way that I would assist in the facilities department getting the HVAC system up and going. Once the HVAC yeah. system up and going, I'm not the one who controls the air conditioning. <laughs> right. Um, Jeff, turn it up and down. So I got called down to the CEO's office like eight days in because that database had not been updated. And I was quote unquote belligerent to one of the supervisors who told me, well, it's your job. And I said, well, it's your employee. Well, you helped with the process. I said, yeah, but you're responsible for that process. And, <laughs> and, I, and I said, and had you asked me 10 days ago when you knew about this, I would have been more than happy to work with you and go through the fixes. But I'm not going to undo that entire process because it is all password protected and encrypted. It was a it was a pretty it's hefty file. Up. Yeah, it's, it's all, all set, set up. It's all well-oiled machine. For that one employee to do. I'm not going to undo that process so you can upload one version of that database and then redo it when they get back because I need to re-encrypt everything. And at this point, no, you can count your losses. And in two days when that employee gets back, it'll be fixed. Apparently, that was not being a helpful person or you know finding not every excuse player. like not a team player finding <laughs> every excuse i could not to help it's like well yeah you don't approach me and say you know thursday at, at 4 30 p.m we need to do this really quick oh by the way this employee will be back on monday <laughs> yeah uh, i know i, I know I'm not going to do work twice. That shouldn't even have had to been done once. <laughs> that should have been a process <laughs> that happened with you. Anyway. <laughs> Rant. I'm yeah. so happy to to be self-employed now. I can't even yeah, tell you. No, yeah, basically, yeah, that was it's something kind of similar. Uh, 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 an employee that was a head of a department left, mm -hmm. and they basically just said, hey, you did this for a whole other department that's, actually not even similar, but they just have the same title in it. Yeah. Uh, and they said, now you're in charge of it. But guess what? There's a whole new database and a whole new style that you have to learn. Uh, but we expect you to know everything right away because yeah. we've been dealing with this for two years. And, and this is the first day you're touching it. Yeah. And she's doing everything different. And then she comes to me and I tell her, this is how the database is programmed. This is how each department's supposed to do it. And then the department's heads are saying, no, no, no. This is how we're doing it now. And we're basically cheating the program and using it in different ways that it wasn't designed for. Mm -hmm. And now they're, but we're not going to talk to each other to tell you like what actually is the best way. We're not even going to talk to IT to say, you know, if you programmed it to be different, uh, it would help us out a lot. Nope, that's that's not even going to be a discussion. Right. And I'm I'm just in the middle of being like, look, this is how the policies were. That's how it is. Yep. Until I hear from the owner, this is the policy. Yep. Yep. And it's always fun to have those dis discussions about, well, why is the policy or, you know, someone tried to quote policy to me one time. And I said, I'm well aware yeah. of what the policy is. I wrote it three years ago. Yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I, I, I like it when in this particular head of department is will complain about the policy. And then I say, well, you were invited uh, three years ago to be part of it for six months and you did decline. Yeah. yeah. So we wrote it without you. Yeah. That's also not our fault. One. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's have some cocktails. Let's have something to drink. And, and John, I'm a little disappointed you're not wearing any green. What? What the heck? Ah, just, just, just tinted. What the heck? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be drinking something green later today. Okay. <laughs> well, both of my drinks are 
greenish. Uh, ish. Okay. They're, they're not Irish, but they are they are greenish. So okay. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone, either yes. today with the four hours that we have left or... Happy St. Patrick Stewart's Day. <laughs> happy St. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see. You want to go first? Sure, sure. Uh, so if, if anyone was on Jeff's super secret Discord, uh, they will know um, I kind of released two videos and I'm going to be drinking those. This particular one is a beer cocktail. It is called a Stormy IPA. It is two ounces of a dark rum. Um, and, uh, you know, as much as I, like, thought I was prepared, and then I'm like, I'm not going to move the camera or anything. So two ounces of dark rum. And I was about to pour that in a glass, and I'm doing this backwards already because someone <laughs> in the comment of the video said not to do this. Uh, so what it is, you need six ounces of an IPA. Yep. And I'll pour that at the bottom of my Pilsner glass. Looks like and a then need... hop stash or a cryo stash. Yeah, uh, alpha. Like, alpha, yeah, alpha, basically. Yeah. Alpha centurion. Yep. Yep. And then six ounces of a ginger beer. I'm a fan already. So it's a dark and stormy, but with beer. It is a dark and stormy, but with beer. Gotcha. And so then two ounces. Then you take your shaker, fill it with ice, two ounces of dark rum. Sorry, Slim Pickens says, a real Irishman doesn't care if the drink is Irish or not. Just the fact that you're drinking. Here, here. <laughs> here, here. And we will need uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime. No, I don't have fresh squeezed lime juice. Sorry, Jeff. Ugh, you guys are killing me. I mean, Steve... I had, I had to go out and buy a lime. <laughs> just for this. And if, and if you're ever in a boat crash, you will be saved by the buoyancy of citrus. <laughs> Hope that's not too loud. It's it's oh. not terrible. All right, then we pour over the top lightly nice. to create a contrast. For the top is dark. And I didn't watch stormy. either of your videos today. I had some other things going on, but. Oh, that's fine. I like where this drink headed. So there we go. So you now have that nice little contrast. That's, and then you gorgeous. garnish with a lemon lime wedge. Awesome. Which I actually do have. Ooh. But I didn't want to ruin my only lime. <laughs> just in case so you screwed something up. You... Just in case. So a dark and stormy IPA. That sounds really good. I'm a little jealous it, now. It actually is pretty complex, and in, in the flavors aren't complex, but it's very layered. Yeah. Uh, the first top, you get that uh, lime and rum. Yeah. And the middle, you get that mos or the um, ginger beer, and the end, you get the ginger and beer. Mm -hmm. So it's a really like fantastic summertime drink. Oh yeah. And that, that looks and delightful. I, and I still have beer left. <laughs> you still have half a beer left. Yeah, awesome. so this, this, this is the best part. Awesome. Um, I'm going to grab some ice real quick and one other ingredient. So, uh, All right. Uh, let's see. Anyone in chat? Uh, Brian is having a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is green, so there we go. My lime is technically green, so there we go. Um, Star Trek is green. <laughs> Michael Stevens, yes, uh, I will be doing right. that later. If I can get my headphones uh, back on. Ooh, that is there we nice. go. 
<laughs> oh, Gear Seekers is asking for a Rambo appearance. Uh, Rambo is, I believe, sleeping in my daughter's bed right now. He was, uh, he was out for the count when I, when I uh, tucked them in. So I don't think we're going to get any Rambo appearances tonight. Um, I am making a Midori Sour. Uh, so we are going with a full chartreuse green drink without any chartreuse. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite things to do with a lot of sour drinks is the egg. Uh, the egg. Oh, some I people out. No, but... I, I, uh, my wife challenged me yesterday to make her a, a whiskey, uh, cocktail. Mm-hmm. And that I had one try and she had to like it. Uh-huh. And it was like a challenge. And all I did is like, I already know what to do. Right. Uh, and I made her your version of, uh, or the, the no. whiskey sour. Or whiskey sour? A, yeah. Just a whiskey sour, but with the white egg, with the white. And she loved it. Yeah. She, and she really loved it. She was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite drinks. And, and like I said, you have to get past, it has egg in it. But yes. so does eggnog, and so do a lot of other cocktails. There's there's grogs. There there's a whole bunch of other things that have egg, and yeah, uh, yeah egg, egg white in a cocktail is just fantastic. We still got to do that flip video. We do need to do the flip video. We we totally I have all the to tools that. for it. And I've had it for two years. And I know. We've never done it. <laughs> Stupid COVID. All right. Uh, so we need for a Midori sour. We need a quarter ounce of lime juice, or excuse me, half ounce of lime juice, and a half ounce of lemon juice. And unlike John, I actually do have some fresh citrus here. I mean, it's like, it's citrus. <laughs> there we go. Nice, I like it when my limes give me exactly half an ounce. There we go. Get a lemon going here. That and I just love the smell when you uh, ah, squeeze a lime. When you squeeze a lime, man, it's good. Uh, there we go. So half ounce lemon, half ounce lime, one egg white. We're gonna do two ounces of vodka. Hmm, interesting. You can make oh, this yeah. just straight up Midori with like two ounces of Midori. That mm-hmm. gets a little too lemony for me, or melony for me, and not quite as much of a kick as I like in some of these cocktails, um, because Midori is only a, a forty proof liquor. It's it's not. Oh, I thought it was like thirty. I thought it was more of a. Was it a liqueur? It, it, or it's, is it a it's a liqueur. liqueur. It, it's okay. it's twenty percent, and so okay. it's not a real heavy hitter. It does bring a lot of flavor, but it doesn't bring a lot of booze. And no, yeah. Lord, <laughs> I can't get the top <laughs> off. Um, well, I, I have a problem today, and my problem is I got the vaccine today, and my left arm feels like someone literally sucker punched me in the side. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing all your other... Yeah. And when was the last time you probably even opened that bottle, too? Uh, no, I just bought this bottle. Oh, okay. I don't know why it's not opening. <laughs> uh, did you take the seal off? Yeah. Uh-huh, the seal's not there. <laughs> I don't know why this bottle is just, not just like champagne it and ruin the bottle. 
it's not carbonated. Did it carbonate it, somehow? It's not carbonated. <laughs> what in the world? What is the pressure? Most uh, of those come with like artificial corks too. Right. They're no, pretty it, easy. They're usually pretty easy to open. Yeah. No, th this is a threaded bottle. It's it's just a bottle top. Oh, really? Yeah. I might have to find some pliers really quick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to get something. Hold on. <laughs> and we were we were spending like a good 15 minutes before the show like getting all of our stuff ready. I guess opening the bottles is not one. <laughs> Uh, what do we got? Um, people have got uh, my liver at least is forty percent scar tissue at this point. Rum and Coke slushy for Andrew. Oh, that's good. You know, I don't think I've ever had a cock and bull by itself. Hmm. Almost wish there was a little more ginger in it. I had spectacular ginger beer last time. I'm gonna add a little bit of that. There we go. That's got a pretty big bite to it. I like a good ginger. Wow, Jeff's gone for a really long time. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Um, what is everyone drinking in chat? We didn't get to that. I know we try to. Um, so like we said, though, we encourage you to join us with a drink. It does not have to be alcoholic at all. I know there have been some regular ones already, but we have Magic Rat is having a Jameson night. Good for you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Although I think last time someone said Jameson isn't even true Irish whiskey, but whatever, I like it. Guinness for awesome is having some Guinness. I love a good Guinness. Fun fact, uh, a pint of Guinness has less calories than a pint of orange juice. Think about that. Have that for breakfast. Ooh, Bloody hell. <laughs> Gigapilot, oh my gosh, is having an Adriat Theory Coven. Coven? Wow, wow. And some corned beef and cabbage. That's literally what it took to get that top off. Really? Did I, you I... have to like... Yeah. I Oh my gosh. It was just it's a twist top and now it comes right off, but it was wow. on there and it it took some leverage. I I was starting to fear for the top of the bottle. Sealed freshness. Anyway, where was I? 1 ounce of Midori. <laughs> I just <laughs> want a drink. <laughs> my arm hurts. <laughs> yeah. Just start pouring it onto your arm. There we go. And normally with an egg white, you dry shake it. I'm just going to skip that this time. We're just going to shake it over ice. You got enough acid in there, you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, the, the lemon and lime will emulsify that egg very, very easily. Yeah. So. Sorry about the noise. There we go. Usually I go for the square ice, but the square ice won't fit in this glass, so I've got a round one. And I know which one that is. Yep. The same one I'm going to use later today. Actually, no, it's not yours. It's not? Nope, it's, oh. not, it's not the same mold. Haha. -ha. Oh. 
I need to get more molds. Actually, I need to get the uh, the thing you have. The, the, the cube one? The cube one. Man, it works well. Yeah. All right. My my son took over my uh, round one. He likes, for some reason, thinks it's a, a popsicle. Uh, he calls it like a, a plain popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> so he just licks it. Just fill it with Kool-Aid. Well, we have regular popsicles. He just likes licking ice. <laughs> like, we'll fill his drinks full of ice, and then he just likes licking the top of it. Yep. Four-year-olds. The one thing I love about egg white drinks is the foaminess. It just lasts forever. Yes. It's got this nice creaminess to them. And we have a Midori Sour. Nice. So, oh, it is green. I get the green. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like a key lime green. Yes. Uh, it will actually darken up as the egg rises to the top. Again, yeah. with uh, I mentioned this in my last video, but with drinks that you're emulsifying egg white in and getting that like meringue-style head, let the drink sit for a minute or two before you start drinking it to let all of that, the rest of that egg rise up. And you'll end up with a really thick head that lasts the entire drink. It's like Guinness. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, these are, I've, I've only, I think I've only ever made a Midori Sour once, um, and it's been a while, but it sounded good tonight, and it's green. All right. Now that I have my cocktail, I'm ready to do some tech news. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have my coffee, That's exactly I'm what ready I was to doing. do some radar. <laughs> Where is it? Right here. <laughs> Everybody got that? <laughs> Good. You're looking at now, now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't even remember what the first story is. Uh, Can you give me a hint? Uh, Linux. Linux. Oh, that's right. Uh, Linux. There have been two brand new uh, local user, uh, gosh, uh, LVE or help me out. Uh, I don't, I, you know more about Linux than I do. I know. Uh, local account, uh, ah. I don't know where, there, to, I, you know what, you know, hang on, you need a drink. You didn't even have a drink. I haven't, I was waiting for the egg, but screw it, I need a drink. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, elevation, thank you. That's, no one, no one said it. I don't. I thanked myself for that. Uh, uh, local account elevation. There, someone got it. Uh, yeah, local account elevation, uh, where if you have physical access to a machine, oh, okay. you can escalate yourself to a root privilege level, and uh, um, uh, basically take over the machine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm all flustered now because I had to use a vice grip to open my cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in like awe of like how did that have to happen? Mm -hmm. Very tart. Very, very tart, but good. All right. I'm feeling better now. Let's show the screen so we can actually uh <laughs> talk about it. Oh dang it. I forgot to resize the window. Uh one sec. Nope, not that. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> well there's the beer news. Uh 
<laughs> I'm, I'm trying out a new window orientation tonight, and I don't think I like it. Can I do that? Slide this over here. Over there. There hey! we go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, like a well-oiled machine 175 episodes in. Uh, so two new Linux bugs were discovered 15 years later on, uh, having to do with the iSCSI interface inside of the Linux kernel. Uh, yep. Both of these are privilege escalation bugs, which means that someone with access to these uh, protocols inside of a Linux box could, in theory, elevate their local account to a root level account and take over the machine. The yep. reason this is kind of news is, whereas a lot of other escalation bugs I won't even talk about because they happen all the time or on a, on a regular enough basis, but they are talked about in a capacity of, we found a bug, we already patched it, it's already been patched in the kernel, there was one there was only like one affected version or one affected yeah, uh, one extension. Small area. Or, uh, yeah. and, and it's already fixed by the time you hear about it. Those aren't the ones that are really interesting. This one's interesting because this protocol has been in place for 15 years. Which and it's still going on. And, and is still an active protocol, right. Now, yeah. it's it's been fixed in the latest uh, latest kernel release. Um, and, and the iSCSI uh, glitch, or the iSCSI uh, extension has also been patched. But 15 years is a long time. And there's a lot of servers out there that either stopped being patched or are still in production or whatever else that likely will never receive this patch. And the reason that's a big deal is this is an exploit that will pretty much never die because it exists and, yeah. and it's existed for so long. Um, these are the ones that are are really, really damaging to companies long-term unless they are, you know, adamant about constant patches, which most data center companies are. There's a lot of small businesses and even large businesses that run their own stuff that aren't. And stuff like this falls through the cracks and... Yeah, I mean, so many times <laughs> smaller companies are just like, it's working, don't touch it. And then their original IT guy that probably set it up mm -hmm. probably left. And they're like, all right, nobody touch it. New guy, don't even touch us. I mm -hmm. don't care. This is working. This is great. Mm -hmm. um, but if I do believe so, this, you have to have physical access to that server. You can't just remote it. Isn't that correct? Um, you just need to have access to the iSCSI uh gosh, what's it called? Extension, protocol, whatever. Uh, basically the iSCSI initiator uh, inside of the Linux kernel. So if, yeah. your, if your local account or your account privilege grants you access to that extension, then you will be able to exploit it. So, yeah, this, so you can have to have be, an this can be done remotely, but you do have to have some kind of local level access to it. Yeah. Not, not necessarily physical, but you need to be able to use that particular protocol. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unless you've locked out iSCSI from from certain things, which if it's a web server, you've locked out iSCSI, or you should have. Uh, <laughs> you have other problems if you didn't. Um, but if there's local scripts that run that require iSCSI access, or just even local scripts that you've downloaded that ha run with privileges that allow iSCSI access, 
both of these exploits will uh, will be around for quite some time. So, patch your servers, dang it. All right, now we get into the story of the week, uh, which is the story that just will like never go away. Um, so, NVIDIA either done goofed or NVIDIA done took us for a ride. Uh, I'm split somewhere in the middle. I, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where I fall on this yet. Um, so the news is that leading up to the release of the RTX 3060 12 gigabyte card that NVIDIA had said, we have poured tons of development time into making sure that these cards land in the hands of gamers. And so we're gonna start making crypto only cards using the same uh, GA106 die as the, the RTX 3060. Um, and we're going to lock out the hashing rate of the 3060 consumer cards. Yeah. Uh, so, gamers get them and they're useless to miners. Yeah, basically was, miners was won't want to buy them because they're going to max out the capacity of two or like cut it down by 50%. Right, it cuts down by and 50%. So, uh, and so, so miners, it basically just tries to get miners not to buy them. Right. Um, but in that initial statement, they said, this isn't just a driver. This is hardware and driver working in unison yep. to nerf mining uh, hashes. Well, <laughs> not so much. Uh, yesterday, NVIDIA uh, released a beta driver for the RTX 3060. That unlocked Ethereum mining. Oh, and by the way, the the nerf hashing was only for Ethereum. It didn't affect any other mining operation. Crypto, yeah. It didn't affect any other crypto mine, just Ethereum. Well, lo and behold, NVIDIA announced or released their beta driver for the RTX 3060 and it unlocked Ethereum with no hardware check of any kind. Nope, it's just a little uh, uh, driver in beta. It's like, okay, there it is. Weird. There you go. Huh. Oh. Never saw that coming. <laughs> That's why, I, I guess I don't think it was um, NVIDIA taking us for a ride. I think when they said we developed uh, or we put you know, so much time into development. Yeah. I think it really was just quick, someone throw this in there. That's exactly we'll what it was. There there was no, it. this was all marketing. It was all marketing yeah. spin from the very beginning because you know darn well that miners flash their own firmware and use their own drivers to get the most performance possible out of these cards. And they're still worth something on the secondary market when they sell them. So the incentive was there to get the RTX 3060s working. Now, here's the deal. Ethereum miners aren't the only people buying graphics cards right now. So nerfing one particular protocol does jack. Secondly, you clearly stated that this was a hardware and driver tie-in that will block all all or block Ethereum mining or block or nerf hash rates down to 50% if it detects mining going on. Well, your hardware turned out to be just a straight up falsification. Yeah. Um there is no hardware tie-in. There is no hardware denial of access. Yeah, they said it was a checks and balances uh, going back and forth, and this hardware needs to have this particular driver or, or this set to, to work functionally. If it didn't, it would crash. Correct. Essentially. Right. So 
yeah, when your beta driver comes out and your beta driver fully unlocks the cards for all their <laughs> mining potential, you done goofed. Uh, <laughs> and again, I'm not necessarily on the NVIDIA took us for a ride. I will say, and I said from the very beginning, this is all marketing spin. Um, maybe this was a mistake. Maybe this was on purpose and they were hoping people wouldn't notice. But either way, they released a driver that spits in the face of their earlier promises from their marketing team. And it didn't really matter anyway. Yeah. So it, why it, why were they attempting all this pomp and circumstance over, look, we care about the consumers and everything else, even though we're making hand over fist uh, from selling cards to everyone else. Uh, yeah, we're selling cards to miners. It's easier for that. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, there is legitimately also short supply and short stock and, and supply chain limitations and, and logistics Well, may issues. maybe they thought the people that had these are like, ah, no one's even going to download this because there's not enough of them out there. And they're probably all being used for mining anyways. Right. Or trying their, their own hacking, like you said, flashing the, the, the card. Right. And so, I don't know. This is, this just seems like a, a stupid, uh, like you said, publicity, not publicity, but they're marketing it up and, um, it just completely backfired and no one checked the driver i'm betting whoever developed this driver when nvidia was doing it developed it for the whole three series right you know, the 3000 series and not right. specifically for the 360 minus the mining right you know um the exact uh mention from uh nvidia was we inadvertently released a beta version of an internal tool for testing the blah, blah, blah. no you forgot to add your your three lines of hex that made mining not work that's all <laughs> yeah. this was <laughs> they forgot to comment it out <laughs> uh, yeah no no or they left it commented out when they were testing yeah. it yeah or something like yeah like like that's all this was and Again, there would have been no no negative press reper repercussions had NVIDIA just stayed on the path the they course. were, yeah. which is, we've made really great graphics cards. I'm sorry you can't buy any. Yeah. It's I mean, what AMD's stinks, doing. But, it's what NVIDIA's yeah. doing. Um, and Or what NVIDIA has done up to this point. Why they were trying to spin this when they knew darn well it wouldn't make a bit of difference. And people can show numbers that it wasn't going to make a bit of difference, let alone when the miners hacked the drivers, if they wanted to hack the drivers for Ethereum anyway, you knew it was going to get hacked because nothing's unhackable. The only possible outcome from this marketing spin was it blowing up in their face. Yeah. And it was yeah. just a matter of time. So NVIDIA set their own ticking time bomb and then... <laughs> Yeah, well, like you said, even if the driver did work, everyone was going to figure out that it was just uh, Ethereum. Right. And be like, whoa, 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 you promised all. I mean, I guess technically they, depending upon their exact wordage, they could have said something, but. Right. Yeah, but still, they would have gotten, if it wasn't this news story, it would have been leaked out that, oh no, it's only Ethereum. And then we would have right. been talking about that this week. Right. You know. Yeah. Either way, um, they, they messed up. But it, again, I. I knew this was spin from the beginning. I called it as such from the very beginning. And I didn't think it would blow up in their face quite as quickly. 
but I knew it eventually would. I I just didn't expect it one week later. And and I expected it to get hacked fairly quickly too. I didn't expect them to do it. <laughs> no, They're just like, you know what? We know it's maybe that was it though. Maybe they knew it was already out and gonna be hacked, and then they were they're like, look, we'll just take the blame. Right. And yeah. release a driver. Instead of being like someone hacked it and it's literally this simple and NVIDIA didn't promise it. I don't know, maybe that's right something they were thinking about. Shoot yourself in the foot rather than shoot yourself then then have right. someone else shoot you in the back. Who knows? But yeah. We're we're all still frustrated. Uh, I yeah, no, <laughs> just everyone's frustrated with the current state of PC building. Um, I've talked a couple of times how I've uh, I kind of saw this coming. I didn't think it was going to be nearly this bad, but with the pandemic and with the the release of everything else, I expected there to be some short supply and and some some demand issues and things like that. Well, and so I mean, and so for think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you'd think because of that, you know, everyone's staying home and there's a lot more probably gamers, hobbyists, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, miners. Right. You know, like, hey, look, I got some free time. I, I want to learn this thing. Honestly, miners were about. the furthest thing from my brain because I figured we were past this from a state of profitability. Um, we Back didn't expect, early, yeah. we didn't expect in the second half of last year, Bitcoin to go from 20, from 20,000 to 55. And, yeah. and that's what happened. Um, so... No one predicted Elon that. Musk's fault. Right. No, that's Doge. Um, <laughs> so no one in the, the tech space really predicted that. And if they did, they were probably full of it back when they predicted it. Um, but a lot of us saw some logistics issues as, as potential for causing some supply constraints towards the end of last year. And even back into last summer, back in, you know, August and September. Around that time, I made a very conscious decision to... I'd been like 75% consumer content and like 25% consumer con or uh, uh, home lab and Game. server content. Yeah. Um, I made a conscious decision to switch the channel at that point to 75% server, 25% consumer. I, I'm deeply interested in both spaces. And, and as much as I like the server stuff, it is a lot more heady and it will turn some people off who would or ordinarily watch a lot of my content. But at the same time, if I can't get a hold of consumer content or or parts and yeah. build a system at a reasonable price that you would you're be able to go and purchase. Yeah, then you're just doing case reviews. <laughs> right, then I'm just doing case and keyboards and stuff like that. And that stuff is just boring AF, both for me and for you. Yeah, um, you're like... Check out this new mouse pad I got, guys. It's super right. sick. <laughs> and and honestly, it, that that kind of thing does excite some people. It doesn't yeah. excite me, and I would not be able to get excited about reviewing a mouse mat or reviewing a new microphone or that stuff doesn't excite me. Um, I'm really excited about my new studio lights, and I, I'm actually going to make a video on my new studio lights um, once once and I get all the twenty five percent right. Um, but we didn't see scalpers coming. We didn't see any of this other stuff coming, um, regardless of short supply issues. And yeah, well, early on too, we were also promised with the AMD and the NVIDIA, especially with the AMD announcement, we were all expecting, <laughs> okay, this is supposed, they're, they're going to have this. They, they're going to yeah. stockpile this because they're going to come out with this huge graphics card and yeah. they're going to have a bunch of them. Right. And they did it. Well, remember, NVIDIA launched the 3090 and the 3080 um, I tried to buy a 3090. I couldn't get one. I tried to get yeah. review samples of 3090 and 3080 both. I 
I couldn't get them. Um, the answer from everyone was, I would love to send you some if we had any. Yeah. So. And the fact of the matter is, the companies didn't have very many either. Their allocations were, were garbage. And even as the allocations have increased, and they have increased, the supply and demand factor of this has moved for, because I think when this when this all started, so think about back when the 3090 and 3080 launched yeah. and, and they announced the 3070 that should have been releasing a month later. Um, back when this all started, I think it was purely a supply constraint. It, it was logistics and raw materials that were preventing NVIDIA from producing more fabs. Um, and, and the, the word on the street is, is just that it was, this is the first real graphics card upgrade we're getting in a long time. As far as price to performance goes, I've talked about yeah. that, where we've been led along for four years where we want more than a 20% hike or, or 15. It's not even that it was, you know what the best graphics card is right now? It's the RX 580 as far as like under $250 and plays 1440p and 1080p for pretty much every single game, near ultra settings at 60 FPS. It's it's the card to get. It's the budget card to get. If you want the best card out there, it's the 1080 Ti and it's 800 bucks. Yeah. And and it's like, that was the world we lived in. And then there's there's the other tiers too, but without getting too complicated. Um, four years later, it was, well, if you want to get into gaming, the RX 580 is a pretty good deal at 199. So it's $50 less. There's the RX 570, which you can sometimes get for 125, although, you know, good luck towards the end of last year. Oh, and here's a card that has the exact same performance as the GTX 1080 for the same price as the GTX 1080. Good luck. Yeah. And 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 so we finally got a graphics card with the with the 3090 that was a a monumental leap forward in performance. Oh yeah. We got the 3080, which was. 8% worse than that card and, and was budget. promised to be 699. Yeah. And then we also got promised the 3070, which has better performance than the previous generation $1,200 card. We were promised that card for 500 bucks. Yep. But due to supply constraints, we never saw those prices. Um, and, and then due to other political things and, and goings on, there, plus, there was a lot of stuff. E plus the ongoing pandemic, yeah, similar like you said, E-Tech e uh, talked great video. Yeah, yeah, so e you yeah want Andy over at E-Technics. Yeah. yeah, if you want to go, if you really want to dive into it, we talked about it last week, but great video. Yeah, um, but we were promised these prices and we were promised this performance and we were promised to be able to get these cards and buy these cards and go game with them. Uh, none of that materialized. In fact, RTX 3070s, when you can find them in stock, are 750 or $800. And while that's still better performance and price to performance than you were getting with the 2080 Ti for 1200 bucks, it the 3070 overall is as fast or faster of a card, uh, double the performance in, in ray tracing, and is 800 bucks. But the yeah. thing is, that's 60% higher than we were promised it to be, and yeah, that's that's what the retailers are selling it for, let alone scalpers. Yeah, and. I guess the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is we all in the tech industry and, and review space, and we are just as frustrated as you, the consumer, because it makes my job a hell of a lot harder. Because even if I had the cards, and um, I, I did one review of the, the RX 6800, 
Um, I have an RX 6700 XT that I'm trying to get a video out for tomorrow. I'm going to review it, but just like I did for the last one, I can't mention price points. I, I can't, I can barely do comparisons. I can tell you how the card performs and what the thermals are like, but I can't do a deep dive into performance. I can't do a 12 card review. I can't do a price to performance benchmark or, you know, what's the best graphics card that you can get for under $700 or any of the normal yeah. things that would get interest. Don't get interest from anyone because you can't buy them. Yeah, I and, know. I, when you're when you're the only one, and even you, the, like you said, the uh, um, <clears throat> you know, the YouTuber, the creator, mm -hmm. can't. None of them can get hold of it. Mm -hmm. It is even harder. It's just like, what am I supposed to actually do with this? Right. Other, other than a light review, you you can't talk a whole lot about it. And then you because of there's such short supply of demand, you don't get to hold on to it too. Review, like you said, hundreds right. of different cards. Uh, um, I have to send this card back in six days. I, yeah, I don't you know, even get to keep this card to test later or use in a build or anything like that. I get to throw it in yeah. my test bench, run some benchmarks and go, well, that was fun. And, and, that's really and hope you guys enjoy the content. Yeah, because you want, when you get that card, you need to have that return value of time and effort it needs to take to make that video. Like you talked about before is, you know, that 11 minute video of benchmarking takes right. you a long time because you're doing four different benchmarks against against five different games and you got to do it multiple times right. and everything like that. And then you get to make one video out of that card right. now. You need to be able to go back to that car, or at least you know that helps that incentivizes incentivizes um, creators mm -hmm. to like, okay, I'm going to take this card now. I can review it because down the road I see opportunity here, right? And that's been taken away, right? Uh, I I no longer have the opportunity to produce additional content with this card, and so from a content creator standpoint, my time in benchmarking that card is kind of wasted because I'm going to give you an answer at the end of the video, which is yeah. I, I can tell you right, straight up right now, it's a great card. You'll never have one. Yeah. At least not for a long time. And right. then when the secondary the market hits and these things drop for 200 bucks, holy crap, you know, Buy one. but, yeah. um, yeah, it, yeah. So many videos, here's another card you can't buy. And it's hard to get energized for that. It's hard to get excited for that. Let alone try to pass that excitement on to you guys. Um, the 6800 was the fastest card I've ever had in my office. Cool. Yeah. I. That's about all I can say about it. I'd love to do more testing with it. I'd love to try some different things out with it. I wanted to throw it into a virtual machine rig and, and experiment with that. And, you know, can I make a, a dual rig? What can I do with looking glass? You know, there are things I wanted to try with it. I had that card for five days. I can't try those things. I've, yep. I'm going to have this card for six days. I can't try anything. All I can do is benchmark it. Or maybe just, I might, I, I don't even know if I'm going to benchmark it. I might just open the box and this is really pretty. I might do some temperature testing. I don't know that I even want to put the time in the benchmark. You should be like, I don't even know why I bother. Right. See you guys later. Yeah. The, <laughs> the benchmarking is going to, the benchmarking takes eight hours. Uh, for, yeah. for one graphics card can take eight hours. Yeah, and that's that's a whole shoot day. That's basically a whole shoot day. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I mean that that's hard because then you're like, I, I need to get this content out, and then you're like, okay, now I got to put another four to six hours into this video in one day, yep. and this this is just hard. You right. know, it's hard to, hard to keep going. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I want to see cheaper cards, not faster ones. We'd have cheaper cards, but the thing is, cheaper cards take fab time off the expensive cards, and the expensive cards are selling as before they were even created right now. Yeah. So they're not going to produce a $200 graphics card. Because guess what? The miners will buy that one, and the profit margin is higher on the more expensive ones. So just open the box and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a good one, guys. <laughs> I might just make a cocktail in that video. Like, I'll open and I'll make a cocktail. You, you should, like, waste more time on doing other things. And then just, like, two minutes on the on the card. Yep, that's cool, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know how all of your videos are, are the tech, tech, tech stuff? Mm -hmm. And then at the end you do, you know, your beer review or your cocktail. <laughs> do do the exact graphics opposite. card review after the credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yep um but no someone said you can tell jeff is genuinely upset i'm genuinely upset because the reason i got into doing this is i'm a tech enthusiast i love everything to do with building computers with i even love benchmarking most of the time i'm kind of sick like that um but it's because he gets to drink not while i'm benchmarking i don't <laughs> um my boss put some limits on me uh <laughs> not late at night he's like i'll just benchmark late at night <laughs> yeah now see that's a video does this benchmark good when i'm drinking or not drinking right that's a video i want to see yeah um but no as an enthusiast and someone who loves sharing my passion for things with the community with an audience um why do you think i open beers it's because i'm enthusiastic about beers why do you think March is Mixology March. It's because I'm even more enthusiastic about cocktails. It's just harder to do cocktails on a daily basis. Um, and there's limits to how many you can do or so many different varieties. Unless I start getting into the the how to drink, here's the the 60 cocktail breakdown of, of ways you can here's, make a Manhattan. Well, yeah. Well, then there's What's that. the then perfect there's like... Manhattan? I'm going to make 60 of them and try them all in a day. Well, yeah, but then you go and spend all this money on like, all right, I'm going to try it with this whiskey, this whiskey, this whiskey. And then you have all of these bottles of whiskey and you'll only use two ounces of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, You're like, that's not a bad thing to have, but yeah, it's, right. it's a problem. But no, I, I am genuinely upset because it's frustrating from a workflow standpoint that I'm going to have to waste so much of my time benchmarking a graphics card to show you all that you can't buy and I can't do anything with later on. So to me, that time is essentially wasted because I'm not the authority that you come to to get in-depth, highly technical analysis of graphics cards. Those are hardware unboxed and gamers nexus. If you want the absolute breakdown and, and all of the ins and outs of the technology, they're the they're the authorities they're the resources they're the people who you should go listen to the reviews i i'm an enthusiast i will share my enthusiasm i will give you my advice and and recommendations on where this fits into the marketplace i might approach it from a different perspective i might give a different use case than than they will and i've talked about this before it's just two different methodologies of review it's not that i don't care about the technical aspects it's not what i'm excited about i'm excited to share a use case for a card and at the end of the day, if you went out and spent X money on this graphics card, would you be happy with it? That's how I review things. Um, I don't review a 1030 against a 2080 Ti. There's no point. There's no point that they should even exist on the same chart. But if you're interested in stuff like that, they're the authority. Yeah. And some people are. 
And, and, but that's not me. But because that's not me, and because I'm not going to put this onto a chart with a standardized test bench and compare it against the 300 other graphics cards that they have in their database, benchmarking this card for me is pointless. It's pointless for me to put the work into it. It's pointless for me from a work standpoint because you guys aren't going to watch it because you're not interested either because you can't buy it. I can't recommend the card. I can't put a build guide together. I can't get excited about, hey, I found this way to get 1440p gaming for $700. There we go. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's hard. <clears throat> well... <clears throat> Your rant, uh, you're not, it's not a rant. It was a uh, uh, distaste. Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't call it a rant. I, I no, thought I, I did really was, well with. I, I don't think that was a rant. I call it a, a, a true heartfelt distaste. Yeah. Type of a thing. And, um, and, and the thing is, at the end of the day, this is nobody's fault. This is absolutely nobody's fault. This, this started as a rant against NVIDIA for their shameless marketing tactic of trying to say, we care about gamers and we'd like to get the cards into the gamers' hands. Yeah. We're going to nerf Ethereum and nothing else. Good luck, efforts. That's essentially what that press release read like to me. And this driver release yesterday kind of proves that. Um, again, I don't know if there were were any ulterior motives, but... Yeah, it, it's you just... Call a fish it's a just fish. A it's just it's just another stack on top of the pile right they the, accumulated themselves and you're just like i gotta because i'm going down this i have to review the whole stack and let you guys know correct and it's but beyond the marketing fails of 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 everyone recently um beyond that i'm frustrated for my enthusiasm because i want to look at these parts i want to enjoy these parts i want to be tickled by, you know, seeing high frame rates from a card that costs $500 or seeing double performance from a previous generation. I'm, that's what I want to see and that's what I want to share. But I don't care right now and you guys don't care right now because there's no point to. And so, and, and again, at the end of the day, that is no one's fault. It's the circumstances that, it's a combination of circumstances that led us here that everyone's upset at. I can't be mad at NVIDIA for not making enough graphics cards because they physically can't. I can't be mad at UPS for not shipping enough graphics cards because they physically can't get them into the country. I can't be mad at Newegg for selling out, you know, in three seconds because there's high supply and demand and people are using automated bots to buy everything. I, I can't even be mad at scalpers for taking advantage of a situation because... This isn't necessarily like a life or death thing. You can yell at the people who were scalping toilet paper and hand sanitizer back in, you know, January of 2020 or March of 2020. March, yeah. It's kind of hard to be upset that someone's taking advantage of a commodity. Yeah, I mean, it's all it is. Are, yeah, it's just something nice to have. And right. It, it's yeah. It, uh, oh no, you can't game at ultra high settings. Right. What <laughs> what know, what happened? What happened to the price of plexiglass, Lexan, acrylic? As soon as the pandemic started, it shot through the roof. It more than quadrupled over the course of two months. Because guess what happened? Every single retail space, every single point of sale system, every single bank terminal, every single ATM, every single drive-through window needed a sheet of plexiglass over the front of it to keep everyone safe. Yep. 
Were the plexiglass people taking advantage of that situation? Not necessarily, but supply and demand drove the price up. And at the end of the day, the plexiglass manufacturers are reaping the benefits of that. Yep. That's a commodity item. It's not an essential item. You can argue the essential part of plexiglass, but... But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a commodity item. It's the price of aluminum. It's the price of, of steel. It's the price of everything else. Yeah. It wasn't hand sanitizer. You can't get mad at the scalpers. As much as we all hate them right now, and, and trust me, I hate the situation they've helped create. It's hard to take advantage of, or it's hard to get mad at the back end of those people taking advantage of high price and high demand. Because that's how a lot of people make money. So, yep. right. So I know you uh, you went on, and I assume your drink is probably still is halfway. Okay, yep, that's nine. I I will admit, you know, I I am enjoying this. How is your cocktail, Jeff? We we haven't gotten into that. Um, it's pretty good. I'm really digging this. Um, I will say. I, I added about a quarter ounce of simple, and that's really all it needed. It was a little yeah. bit too tart um, right up front. Um, but just that little bit of simple, and then I just kind of swished it with my finger real quick. It, it, this that is a really good drink. Put it, like, like that sour candy now. Right. It, it's, like it's, it's not even candy. It just took away the bite. Uh, mm. th there was this, this really tart bite. I think I got a really good lemon is what it was. <laughs> and it was just a little overpowering. And all I needed to do was just calm it ever so slightly. And oh, uh, this is really good. Um, it's not, there's definitely citrus to it. and But the citrus hits you like in the back of it. What you get up front is actually a lot of the grain flavor from the vodka, which is a really weird flavor to come through because vodka is neutral. And we added a lot of strong, you know, bold flavors to this. Yeah, a lot I'm of getting, citrus. I'm getting some some grain and and a lot of the Midori up front, you and know, then I'm wonder, ending with a citrus bite. That's weird. I wonder if it's the mixture of vodka and egg, mm. if if that would be doing anything because the egg white is more of a creaminess, and I wonder if that's accenting kind of the sweet notes of the vodka, which would bring out the right. vodka notes in your brain of like, okay, now I'm just tasting a lot of good vodka, right? Which could mean and, that. And right up front, I taste mostly a lot of good vodka. Yeah. Um, with with like a little bit of a of a fruity, you know, it's not a bold fruit right up front. Um, you get like I said, most of the fruit towards the back of the flavor, and I can really taste that lemon and lime hanging around in the back of my throat. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy with this one. Good. Yeah. No, I enjoy mine too. If you like if you like ginger beer and um mm -hmm. some dark rum and some lime, this. I really like it because the top half is just basically that rum hangs out at the very top. So you drink that and you really have this rum kind of, you know, citrusy tropical drink with ginger. You get into the center, it's a lot of ginger. And then the lower it goes, you get this like ginger and uh, IPA flavor. And it's mm -hmm. just like, this is just this layers of, as you drink it, for some reason, nothing separates. It just stays right where it's supposed to be. Right. It's really interesting. Nice. No, I, I, I like the way you built that drink uh, where where you can clearly see the layers and you can see them kind of blending halfway in between the layers as well. And yeah. uh, so that's a drink that, like you said, is going to transform the entire way through it. 
So I, I like drinks that evolve. I, I really, yeah. really do. So. <sighs> um, my son is asking me to tuck him in really quick. Five minutes. Um, okay. I bet you could probably do this next story without me. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do this one real quick and uh, finish up my cocktail. And, and then we can start on a new cocktail. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so speaking of advertising, <laughs> um, there's a uh, familiar face that started making the rounds on TV late last night and early this morning. Uh, now, when uh, when Apple reintroduced or introduced the M1 Mac, uh, when they introduced the ARM processors, they brought back uh, John Hodgman of, hi, I'm a PC. Uh uh, or, or and I'm a PC or, or whatever the the phrase was. They brought back PC uh, in the same stark white background, and they had PC starting to be really impressed by the new M1 architecture. Um, I don't remember the the exact bit, but uh, it was the same you know marimba xylophone in the background and uh, kind of a cutesy little little line that he did. It was fun. Um, well. Justin Long is now back as well. Uh, he was the uh, I'm a Mac guy. But uh, he's not doing commercials for Apple. He's doing commercials for Intel. Uh, basically showing off all of the... Uh, basically pimping Intel and saying why you shouldn't get a Mac right now. Uh, and the way they start off the commercial is really funny because he goes, Hi, I'm a... Justin, I'm just a Justin, and and here's a PC. Let's take a look at this, and and he grabs like a, a Lenovo Yoga, and so he goes, oh, it's a laptop. Oh, it's a tablet too. Oh, now it's a laptop. Now it's a tablet, and and he does this like back and forth thing, and then he goes, uh, and and here we have a, a Mac. Let me let me pick this one up. Oh, it's just a a laptop. Oh, I need a tablet too. Oh, and a stylus. Oh, and the, and it was a funny advertisement. Um. But Justin Long of I'm a Mac fame is now working for Intel to try to push back against the Apple M1 and pro Intel laptops. It's a very interesting, uh, very interesting tactic by Intel to, to try to do that. Now, there's a lot of people who will probably buy into this marketing campaign uh, because... There's a lot of people who were like me that didn't think the M1 MacBook or ARM as a as a desktop level interface or desktop level processor was going to work. Uh, I will squarely put myself into that camp where as soon as I heard the initial rumors seven years ago that Intel was or that App Apple was considering building their own ARM based processors or basically making their own silicon. I went, well, yeah, but Intel and AMD have 50 years experience with this. And you're you're talking about the two original powerhouses of system on chip as well as integrated circuit uh, technology. You're not gonna be able to reinvent the wheel inside of five years. It's It's just not gonna happen. And yet it did. And apparently there were 66 of those I'm a PC and I'm a Mac ads. I, ha I have some, some favorites from those. Uh, uh, my favorite one was uh, uh, 
uh, hi, I'm a PC and I'm a Mac and I'm a PC too. Uh, when they were touting boot camp and virtualization uh, on the Intel-based Macs, because you can run all of your Intel-based stuff or x86-based stuff on a Mac now. So why would you need a PC? And uh, that one was one of my favorites. Um, just from the, the double take that John Hodgman does in that one. I, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, taking a page from Sprint with the Verizon Can You Hear Me Now guy. No, I that's the exact thing that I thought of. Uh, some people have go, gone, wow, desperate move by by Josh Long, or Justin Long. You know, wonder how that'll work out for him. <laughs> it's like, number one, he's an actor taking a paycheck. And, you know, maybe Apple will hire him back later on. Uh, who knows? Um, but he's just an actor taking a paycheck. But you have to think from Intel's point of view, it's smart marketing. He was a very recognizable character for a, for seven years. I mean, that was a long ad campaign that they ran with those two. Um, just like the Verizon, can you hear me now? He was on there for like a decade. And all of a sudden when Sprint scooped him up, it was, oh, we recognize this guy. Maybe I should listen to him. And you'd be amazed at how many people do listen to things like that. <laughs> what about the one where Mac claims uh, it doesn't get viruses? Yeah, that one was was kind of funny and, and didn't really age well. Uh, although I will say the sandbox environment of a lot of Mac executables still kind of prevents that. I'm, I won't say fully prevents that, and I won't say that Macs can't get viruses, because of course there's viruses that are built for Mac. In fact, there's uh, there was one discovered a couple weeks ago that is a native M1-based <laughs> virus. Um, where it's native architecture. Uh, but yeah, that one was kind of humorous where, uh, where PC is over there sniffling and, uh, Achoo! yeah. John just got back from tucking in big, big spoon. <laughs> well, he does pay me for that. So mm -hmm. the private thing, I have to go to a whole nother computer to stream to him to go to bed. Yeah. I, ha I have uh, Bite My Bits read me uh, Go the F to Sleep uh, in the style of Samuel L. Jackson every night. <laughs> I have that book. Yeah. It's a good book. It's a it's really good book. good book. All right. Uh, I'm polishing off this one. Okay. Uh, I can go ahead and start with mine. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to my second drink that I did a video on. Jeff, you're going to hate this. Uh, I honestly, I, I built it um on the spot because i thought i had the ingredients for what was i looked up it's called a uh, fancy whiskey and um which ended up looking like a really poor man's old-fashioned and then i was like well i can kind of do that but then i was like i want to do something for saint patrick's day so i want to do something green but whiskey uh probably doesn't you, look you did green. alder baron whiskey uh no i um i i used some paps oh god <laughs> so i used uh, two ounces of white whiskey and i already hate whiskey, it the only white whiskey white I had whiskey was, was pats so and if you don't know what this whiskey is this is a john five, i don't even let my car run on that this is a five second aged whiskey um basically tastes like corn <laughs> Uh, oh darn it i just lost the top <laughs> it's about as close to corn as you can get while still being in liquid form 
Yes. Uh, so then it is uh, three quarters ounce of simple syrup. And all mixed together in a jigger with ice. I use three dashes of orange bitters and three dashes of regular bitters. And to make it green, I use my wonderful, wonderful green glitter dye. Throw all of that in there, three drops of that. And let's shake this thing up if I have the top. Oh, that, there it is. It's not really much of a cocktail. Oh, a shaking. And then I'm going to use my Death Star ice ball. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I had to walk away. I couldn't watch that. <laughs> and pour this over. <laughs> Glitter green, old fashioned kind of. Oh god. Um I like to call it Aldarian whiskey. Yeah. So uh what else is in that? I, I see the glitter. So this is a green glitter, um three dashes of orange bitters, three dashes of regular bitters, and three quarters of simple syrup. And okay. two ounces and of whiskey. Two ounces of white whiskey, whatever the white whiskey bloody heck that is. And then I shook it. Yeah. So honestly it's not horrible. <laughs> Ringing endorsement there, John. I've also seen like what it. you drink. That's so. true. That is true. I it, it's it's basically it's the, not only the thing worst I've thing I've ever had. It's, it's the only thing I found that it tastes somewhat decent with that Paps whiskey. Okay, let's get into an actual cocktail. Um, <laughs> this this one's also a home. On. This one's also a homemade recipe. So please be slightly gentle. Uh, <laughs> So we're gonna start off with a with juicing half of a lime. There we go. So about a half ounce of lime juice. I'm gonna go ahead and add some more to mine. Uh, where'd my jigger go? There it is. Uh, we're gonna do three quarter ounce of simple syrup. And I do not have a name for this drink. So if anyone has any suggestions, I am all ears. Uh, this is going to use two and a half. RTX 370? <laughs> 3070? Uh, this is going to use two and a half ounces, and you can go three if you really want, of one of my favorite gins. Oh, that's a good gin. Which is uh, the Big Bottom Small Batch Northwest Style Barrel Finished Gin. That's the official name of it. Um it is a 45.5%, so 91 proof. Um, but the barrel finishing on this gin is so... I can't say any of the words that I want to say right there. Good. Um, is so effing good. This tastes more like a rye than a gin. Yes. No, you, it definitely has a uh, rye whiskey uh, flavor to it. Lime has no place in whiskey. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> There's plenty of drinks that have lime and whiskey. So two and a half ounces of this uh, barrel finished gin. And uh, you can get other barrel finished gins. This is just one of the best ones that I've come across. 
Um, but you see how dark this one is. Like I've seen some barrel finish gins that have like a light tinting to them. You want it to look halfway between gin and rye. Uh, cause you want a lot of that oak flavor to come through in this drink. Yeah. It's almost a 50, 50. Right. That taste to that gin. Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I do is I add, uh, about, about a third of an ounce. You want more than a quarter, but less than a half. <laughs> about a third of an ounce of Midori. So right about there. And then we're going to shake this one. There we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that just went to me. I can't do any of the fancy shaker moves kind of thing, but I can do the one-handed shake, and I've done the double as well. I, I can hold one in each hand and, and shake two drinks, so. You just do the maraca. Right, right. And what you end up with is kind of an interesting looking drink. It's not quite as green as yours, but uh, but it is a it's a much brighter color, I will say. Yes, yes, but mine uh, sparkles. Yours does sparkle. It's very. It's like a warp core. It's very special, John. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man. But what you end up with with this drink is a very unusual flavor profile. Um, it is. It's spicy uh, because of that barrel finish. You get a lot of, like I said, you get a lot of rye notes in this. You get that peppercorn. You get a lot of oak right off the bat. You get a little bit of char. Um, but you also have this wonderful botanical flavor. Um, and not, not not even botanical. I'm going to say just like that earthy spruce and juniper and, and whatnot that you get from really heavy dry gins. Uh you lighten it up ever so slightly with the Midori and, and that lime kind of ties everything together. And it's just flipping wonderful. You can garnish this with a lime. You can not garnish this with a lime. Um, I've tried doing a, a lemon garnish and it, the, the nose didn't quite mix right with me. Like I've tried doing like a little lemon zest with it. I, oh, yeah. I don't recommend that. Um, it, it wasn't quite the right, the right thing, but, uh, yeah, this is a drink that I created that I, I workshopped quite a bit and, uh, I'm really happy with. So, uh, I've also made this drink with, uh, the Vivacity native gin, which is one of my favorite all time gins. You can do basically the same mix, although tone your Midori down just slightly, do a quarter ounce instead of like a third. Um, now, have you tried doing it with a uh, cutting the gin half and then using another half of a watt rye? I have not done that yet, although the, th the thought crossed my mind. And so maybe using like uh, like a London dry gin mixed with like an ounce and a half of a, of a dry gin with uh, with an ounce of rye whiskey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I haven't tried that yet, but... Now that you're saying that, that might be an interesting one to give a go with. Because that way you're not prohibited on the gin necessarily because mm -hmm. that drink sounds like it's more, it has to be that Burnside gin. 
Right. And and because I have a barrel aged gin here. Well, it's not it's not rye though, but it's it's more of a gin than right. woody or anything like that. Yeah, I, I have another barrel finished gin up here that tastes just like a London dry gin. There you don't get a lot of notes. You get a little bit of color. You get yeah. um you get a little bit of some more earthy tones. And I think that's just the oak bringing out some of like the spruce and the juniper and whatnot. Um, this is absolutely like a rye though. It, it is, you get that peppercorn that is very quintessential oh, yeah. to a rye, rye whiskey. And uh, this is just good. That's interesting because I have a rye and some gin. It's like, you know, I could probably make that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't have fresh squeezed uh, lemon, mm -hmm. but uh, I do. Actually, I do have a lemon here. So I could. But... No, you need lime. It's this one's lime. Well, I still got lime, and I still got another. So I could probably make, make after show. After show. After party. After join party, join the well, Patreon or float plane. That's right, because honestly, it actually is a super, super, super awesome Patreon. Honestly, it is so dumb because I. I say it all the time but it probably the best discord i've actually talked to other tech channels and other people on youtube that are either large or small and they are trying to start their own discord and they're like i'm trying to mimic jeff's discord that's how cool it is jeff's already got people trying to steal his ideas um it is such a fantastic community and there's something for everyone there there's car stuff there's meme stuff there's entertainment there's pop culture there is a specific one just for this show talking heads there is an all general chat there is trading so if you are trying to get rid of your graphics cards there's a whole area there that you can probably do that there's car talk there's the super secret live chat afterwards and minimum donation is it's pretty easy to get in there um or you can join the patreon not patreon um float plane. plane that's the other one i'm not i'm not as good as you yet <laughs> andrew says I imagine don't... judging people based on how they choose to get drunk um yeah uh there's a whiskey snob floating around in here i feel and uh i i didn't see any of his comments but i've seen a lot of reaction to said whiskey snob comments uh we're all consuming poison that's why they call it intoxicated right uh, yeah, uh, there's no room for snobbery on this channel. No. Just, just like there's not on Whiskey Tribe. If you go to Whiskey Tribe, they'll tell you to shut the hell up if you say, well, you shouldn't be drinking this whiskey or you shouldn't be drinking it that way. Uh, bull. If that's the way you like to drink it. Right. That's the best way to drink it. Right. Um, you, you know what one of my favorite drinks to finish a night is like like uh, I'll, I'll have some friends over for for board games or cards against humanity or poker or something like that you know what one of my favorite drinks to finish the night with that group of friends is cosmo <laughs> and it's delicious you know because i wanted to, now number uh, one i make a really freaking good cosmo in fact i'm I probably wanted, going to do a cosmo in one of my videos i wanted <laughs> to make a clear cosmo because they have a white because they have white uh cranberry juice Mm -hmm. And so you can make a clear Cosmo mm -hmm. or actually be more of a dirty Cosmo because it's not completely clear. Right. But I was like, okay, at least that's something kind of different. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the thing is though, Cosmo is not bad. It's really the glassware that gives it a bad name, a bad look. It, it is. Even, it, you know, it comes in the, the, the high stem martini glass. And yeah. And, and, and the, the, no, the, the reason the Cosmo is thought down upon is because of sex in the city. Yep. I was going to say the, that one right. show. And 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 all of a sudden it's the girly drink or the the 
the girls out on the town and I just want to have fun. Kind of, it's that kind of drink. Yeah. Um, it's the sorority house drink, you know, whatever. Um, the Cosmo itself is a pretty darn good drink with, with straight up cranberry juice, a little bit of lime, a little bit of vodka and some triple sec. It's a delicious drink. I mean, how many, who didn't start off drinking? Like when they're 21 going to the bar, cranberry juice and vodka. Oh, who didn't do that. Vod- vodka cranberries are one of my favorite drinks anyway. Exactly. And, and it's a fantastic. So you're just like, hey, let's add a little more citrus mm-hmm. and a little sweetness with the triple sec. That's all it is. It's a little bit more complex version of that. Uh, Dirk Deadeye says, I like mudslides. Go back and watch one of my first FreeNAS tutorials. It's not the initial tutorial because I think I had a beer with that one. But the two tutorials I did after that, I want to say I did a Godfather and I did a Kahlua mudslide. Um, but go look at one of those first three videos and I do a Kahlua mudslide and I, I do it up. Uh, I've got the chocolate rim around the inside of it. So it like drips down and marbleizes and I make a really mean Kahlua mudslide. Uh, want a Sprite cranberry? Yeah. Uh, McAllen and Coke. Oh yeah. I, one of my favorite drinks when I'm in Vegas uh, so you go to Vegas and there's open bars at a lot of the, the different events that you go to. Um, one of my favorite drinks to get is a scotch and ginger. Is, oh, that's a fantastic drink. I love scotch and ginger, uh, either yeah. ginger ale or ginger beer. And I've had it, I, I get it both ways depending on who's making it, but it's, it's a quick pour of, you know, two ounces of scotch and, and fill with ginger. It's wonderful. It, it is a delicious, delicious drink. Now, normally if it's well drinks, it's doers. Uh, and Dewar's is a fine scotch. It's not the best scotch in the world, but it's what I expect to get when I order a scotch. You know, they're certainly not going to pour me Johnny Blue or Glenlivet 14 or some, you know, stuff like that. If I order scotch and I want the flavors of scotch, I'm probably getting the Dewar's. And if you yeah. want to go super cheap with a, with a 12-year scotch, Dewar's 12 is only 30 bucks. It's a pretty good deal. Um... Irish and ginger. I usually don't mix Irish whiskey. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of harsh. It's no Irish whiskey, uh, waters out very quickly. And so you end up losing most of the flavor of Irish whiskey when you put it with something else. I do enjoy Irish whiskey. I, I do enjoy sipping it either over ice or neat or, um, and there's a couple of cocktails that I like. There's the, uh, uh, Jameson Caskmate Stout Edition makes a mean old fashioned with a little bit of a coffee back end. It's great. Oh yeah, the 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 Stout Edition is, is probably one of my favorite. Um, it's fantastic. Old you can oh make. oh, it totally is. But as as far as Irish whiskeys go, I I'm usually just drinking those. I I, I don't mix a lot of Irish whiskeys. Uh, Scotch and Scotch, American whiskey, rye, bourbon, they all hold up much better in cocktails, whereas Irish really kind of thins out in general. Dewar's 18 is possibly the best value. I've never had Dewar's 18, although maybe I'll go buy a bottle. I'm still looking for that, uh, that, uh, what was it, your six bottle bar? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that before the end 12. of the month. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, like... I'm going to try to put that together uh, as the Patreon uh, premium video. Patreon of Floatplane Premium. Uh, so hopefully soon. Yeah. 
Irish coffee, Jameson goes well. Yes, yes, Jameson does go well in an Irish coffee. Um, and like I said, there are some exceptions. But as far as like interchangeability of whiskeys, if I'm making a whiskey-based cocktail, I'm not using Irish. <laughs> no, general. yeah, well, yeah. Um, now you have the Kraken uh, coffee whiskey, but the Jameson one you probably haven't had yet, have you? Uh, I have. Oh, I have had the, that one. Yeah. Uh, is it the not the cold brew or it's cold press yeah. or something? Like yeah. That. No, it's Jameson cold brew. Yeah. Cold brew. I love that. It's I thought so that good. was yeah. I mean, I think the I think that tastes like seeped coffee whiskey to where mm -hmm. the Kraken is a bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. It tastes more like cream and coffee and whiskey, mm -hmm. um, sweet cream and coffee and whiskey. But both of them are fantastic in coffee yeah. uh, to make an Irish coffee. Yeah. Huh. Tullamore Dew for the Irish coffee. I do agree with that. Although go with the Caribbean cask, Tullamore Dew. That, that's the way to go. Uh, doers in place of vodka in a white Russian. Mm, interesting. Oof. Kahlua, cream, and scotch. You know, I think I've heard of that before. I've not heard of that, and I'm trying to... I'm trying to wrap my mind around what flavors would pass through. And how I they mean, would it, mix. But the thing is, the Kahlua is can't. so sweet. And yeah. I wonder if it just adds that bite to it because, you know, that white Russian is just so sweet and thick. Right. That if it does just add that quick bite. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more like a nutmeg spiced. Yeah. Yeah. Skull says he needs to see what bottles he needs to buy for the new bar and the new house. Yes. I will totally give you those answers. And uh, warning, it's... It's an extensive list. <laughs> Just gonna <laughs> say. Um, I ran out of room on the shelf and on the top. There's a third shelf up here that you can't see that's also full. And so the bottles have started migrating down here. Uh, so careful. Um, at one point, I had 47 bottles up here. I, I think 18 of them were whiskey. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's And 15 of those were rye. Like, I yeah. like rye whiskey. Well, like, uh, kind of like you guys were saying last week, it's one of those like, okay, I want to try it. And it's not like we're constantly drinking throughout the week. Right. It looks like we're drinking throughout the week because we're like, okay. Every time I check, see you, you have a drink in your hand. You yeah, that's drink, 10 yeah, minutes of my week. Thanks. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's literally, uh, yeah, I have 15 bottles of whiskey because I wanted to try that one. It's sitting on the shelf for six months. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think, I think this bottle of whiskey is from last may you know yeah so i mean there's a lot of stuff i just keep because it's like oh i don't like it but i want people to try it right uh so the bottle of uh glenfiddich 14 that i did my i quit video uh back yeah. back in july that bottle is still a third full and i've shared it with people who have come yeah. over and like, oh, I heard you quit your job. Yeah, you want a shot? Yeah. <laughs> you want yeah, a little I snifter? Need, I need a reason. Right. Um, yeah, so I have yeah, a no. lot of bottles, but I, use, I, I I rotate through them on a very slow basis. Yeah. Jeff, if you can't wrap your head around how it would taste, it sounds like you need to make it. No, you put the bug in my ear, and which means I'm going to make that cocktail. <laughs> um, I'll probably go downstairs tomorrow morning and make that cocktail. No better way to start your morning than with a uh, 
a white Scotsman, I guess you would call yeah, that. There you go. Um, okay, it's nine thirty. Uh, do you want to do this next one? Uh, hottest beer. We can hit it real quick. Let, no, let's... no, no. Did you do the other one, the deep pick? Yes, that's, I do want to do what that. That's I was one. talking about. Okay. All Hold right. on a second. Let me make sure I bring that up properly. Ugh. Stupid. Because the beer news, I, we can walk through really fast. Yeah. No, th this one needs to be talked about. Um, so, we've talked about the possibility of deep fake technology that is cutting off someone's face, putting it onto another actor and placing them into a scene that they ordinarily would not be in or making a president say something he didn't say or whatever else. Whatever uh, else. I uh, mean, there are some good aspects to it, but... Right. That There's people who have... Often people think of politics when they think of this. They think of political ads or political smearing or whatever else where yeah. uh, someone said some really obscene thing towards a particular group of people. And it's like, well, no, I didn't. Well, we have the video of you saying you did and, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, that's usually where people go with this. Very few people go to the area of I'm being vindictive against one other person and I want that person to you know do something rot all the consequences that came from yeah. their virtual actions that i created <laughs> uh well one pennsylvania woman this week was arrested for creating deep fakes of her daughter's cheerleading squad rivals putting them in compromising positions and then sending text messages bragging about what she had done yeah Dumbest thing ever. I I don't know that I ever in my wildest dreams could have written that headline. Um. By the way, the lady is fifty years old. <laughs> um. So her her daughter was on the cheerleading squad, and was either unhappy with some girls or wasn't getting the placement she thought she should get. Like she was a bottom instead of a tosser. Like, I don't well, know. Well, actually, no, it, it states that the article states, and there's a couple other ones. Cause uh, I, I read, I read some more mm -hmm. about this is that uh, the girl, the daughter didn't even know anything about this. Right. And, and, but yeah, so as essentially that it was a competition was coming up and they wanted this rival team to drop out so her daughter's team would win. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And and so um uh yeah, it was she she photoshopped and did some deep fake videos, yeah. sent it to them, um, and sent it to their her, their coach uh to basically get them banned. And actually I don't know if they did, but I do know there was an investigation and that's how they found out because the FBI investigated, got some IP addresses and all traced back to this woman. Right. So um, she could deep fake, but she didn't buy a VPN subscription. Like basically, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And my thought though, was like, as soon as I saw this woman and I'm passing a bit of a judgment, you, you're going to be judgmental here, but I think we're all on the same wavelength. So yeah, go ahead and say it. It, it, it is. 50 years old from the picture. Do you think she's actually that technologically savvy? How good of a deep fake was this? Or was it more one of those really bad apps? Right. 
I think it's one of those really bad apps. That's what I'm thinking, the, the, the face swap apps. I don't think she was using neural network technology to yeah. draw Emma Watson, shall we say. I, I think she was taking one photograph and singing Never Gonna Give yeah. You Up. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do such a thing, Jeff? I don't no know, would, Jonathan. No one would ever take someone else's picture and publicly post it as if they were singing something. My ding ding dong. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing for like three hours. <laughs> And then, and then the cat. Or the, I was the, the so group. mad. Photograph <laughs> was not available. I know. Oh, I know. I had. Look so at this photograph. Like, how many people were like, "Oh, we need that one on there." We need photograph. Yeah. I know. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, hey, oh, hey! I want to be I, a rock star. I will admit, I probably took two hours out of my day to do that. <laughs> of like. This is too funny because I did it right away. And I was right. like, oh, there's potential here. Hang on. I got to refine it. Refine right. it. Refine no. it. I, I saw that you cut me out of the background. That yeah. you, you did some Photoshop work in I advance. I did some Photoshop work. And I was like, okay, I got it. Because it looked, I wanted it to look good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I love the, uh, the, the drum video. <laughs> That one actually got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> like, one, like, I, like the the first one. I was like, John, come on, yeah, man, what, <laughs> what is? And then someone in, you, you interposed me into the uh, the with, with the cat normally, the cat, yeah, and, and it was me doing out. doing this, and I went, okay, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, this, this is great. All the whole time, I'm just laughing in my office, and people are walking by, like, what are you doing? I was just like, I, I just can't explain this. It's too yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like three hours behind in work. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. This is so worth it. Ooh, you touch my tra la la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still so funny. And if you don't know, it's a super secret. It's on the super secret Discord. Yes. Uh, it might be on Twitter, but who knows? It was on Twitter. Yeah. You know, but then go join Jeff's Twitter and my Twitter. And yeah. Follow Craft Computing and follow some other guy. I don't care who. <laughs> so but yeah the but so i'm i'm there is potential for this 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 type of software to be bad mm -hmm. and, and to be used like this and the fact that it, there kind of does point a bigger light of the the easier and smarter this technology gets it does kind of point to this the more accessible happen. it is the more yes right and um so i, I don't i Man, the fact that this lady did that, that's like, that's just messed up. But. It's messed up, right. Um, and by the way, this was high school. So someone commented yeah. like, were the, all the girls underage? Oh, yes. This yes. was high school. This was 15 through 18. Um, yeah, that's another crime entirely. Uh, because apparently the videos were of the girls in quote unquote unladylike positions or compromising yes. circumstances. or They were Which not kid appropriate teenage appropriate videos to yeah 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 but i yeah no that's a that, that's not for this channel's discussion i don't think right but. and and we're not going to get into that no but uh, as far I'm, as the tech side of it is that there are it is it actually is becoming more and more accessible and more and more easy to use for this ai to figure this out and pretty much all they do is just like, Hey, let's lower the resolution right now. And it becomes more believable. And you send it via low res text message and people are like, this is real. 
Um, it's just, it's hard and it's a cool, fun toy to play with. I mean, yeah. I've played with uh, the, the big boy version and it's a fun thing to do, but yeah, it's like, Oh, this can be dangerous. Right. You know? Yeah. No, um, uh, as soon as this technology started coming out now, obviously deep fakes have made, um, I'm going to do this as nice as possible, have made waves in the pornography industry, uh, for, celebrity lookalike body People. actors or whatever yeah. else. Um, there have been a number of lawsuits, a number of, of uh, intellectual property or likeness or whatever, slander, or whatever else um, that has been filed on behalf of actors and actresses who have been deep faked into pornographic material. And that's not cool. And, nope. but as the porn industry goes is as technology goes. There's a reason that Blu-ray won the, the media battle. There's a reason that VHS, VHS won over Betamax. It's because that's what the porn industry chose. And uh, so, yeah. End of the day, this is a terrible situation made possible by technology that was easily accessible to a woman in her 50s who wanted to Dis discredit or leg yeah. up or whatever uh some teenage girls so her daughter could win a cheerleading competition yeah no not not good so tech tech is awesome but at the same time can be extremely dangerous yeah um so yeah by the way uh uh we missed two super chats uh parker sent a ten dollar donation way early in the show and i Pretty sure it was a woo for my uh, for my I got my vaccine, uh, so I am fully vaxxed. Well, I I got my first dose. I'm, uh, I got the Pfizer. I'm waiting on the second dose. That'll happen April seventh, so three weeks from now, uh, I can get the second dose and uh, hopefully be good to go. Uh, my wife also got it as well today. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, we had different appointment times. I had a nine thirty. She had a three thirty, and so it was like, you watch the kids. I'm gonna go get shot. And then uh, I got home, we had lunch together, and she goes, I'm going to go get shot. I'll watch the kids. Okay, cool. <laughs> it was fun. Did you guys come here to do it? Uh, no, Salem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, know, uh, I, know, I know the place here in town has been a big uh, yeah. place to go. Yeah. No, uh, Salem Fairground or Oregon State Fairgrounds. Uh, okay. is, uh, they, they have a big facility there and there's a uh, Salem Health is right behind them in a, in a massive building. But uh, it's a massive collaboration effort between the Salem Health uh, uh, organization as well as uh, uh, Oregon National Guard uh, was there. So I actually got stuck by by a serviceman. It was yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very nice. But, but I got my sugar cookie and I'm done. Um, <laughs> You're like, I want a lollipop or a cookie. And, I, and I touched my arm and it felt like someone punched me again. Um, I, I'm not having a severe reaction to this. And they say pain at the ejection site is is normal. But I will say it feels like there's like a softball size welt on my arm right now. It's it's just painful. Um, but you know what's, what's nice about the pain is I'm not getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> The number of people who have said, well, this one lady was like 39 in Colorado and, and she passed away or, you know, caught something or did. Yeah. But you know what the 99.9th percentile is? You don't die of COVID. Remember polio? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Jeff might be turning into Captain America. Yeah, just in that one shoulder. Just in the one shoulder. That, that one, that one try. That yeah. one is going to be like massive. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be able to do lifts on this arm. It's going to be awesome. Steve says, wait till tomorrow. Oh, don't tell me that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I can't lift my arm above 90 right now because it hurts so much. <laughs> it's a pretty good pain too. It's deep. It's like to the bone. And, and what's funny is uh, she gave me the injection. And uh, and whatnot, and I, I felt the needle go in. It's like that's a needle. It's it's not pleasant. Your, your, tip, it's, your yeah, your typical right. It's just your typical injection needle. Hit me with the needle, and 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 injected, and then pulled out. And I went. It's slightly uncomfortable. Like it's burning. It, no, it wasn't <laughs> burning. It was just like something hurts. It's not like hurts hurts, but it was that deep muscle tissue soreness like yeah like i just did 150 reps when i should have done 30. like that's what it feels like it feels like i've been chopping wood all day john um <laughs> i and, know how that feels like right exactly it's just this deep deep incredible soreness like like you overworked and you tore the muscle at the same time that's yeah. kind of what oh, it, yeah. it's not sharp but it's deep and yeah and and it's it's not throbbing, but it's just overall sore. And mm. everyone has had that feeling where, you know, you normally overwork. You yeah. normally don't walk all that much. And all of a sudden you had to climb 150 flights of stairs in a day. Like we've all done that. We've all walked to the top of the <laughs> yeah. space needle or whatever else. You end, you end up going to some, uh, Vegas show and you're like, oh, I got to walk there the whole entire time or some tech show. Right. And you're yeah. walking all day and you, you, you go to CES you're like, and you're used yeah. to walking about a mile and a half a day and you end up doing 14, five on average. Like yep. we, we know that calf soreness. That's what my shoulder yep. feels like right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to promote muscle growth, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping it would burn or kind of had a burning because it, there is a yeah. particular beer that might burn. Um, I'm not talking about on the way out, but I'm talking about on the way in. Well, maybe both. We'll maybe see. Maybe on the way out. Maybe. I don't know. You, you ever had one of these? Not the beer, <laughs> but I'm talking the, the ingredients. <laughs> the the ingredient, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe and, not the raw, but... Uh, and, the, and, uh, like, and did it burn twice? No, it did not. Mm -hmm. No. Well, I, it was a it was a 100% uh, hot sauce version of it. Okay. So it wasn't like I bit into the, the raw pepper. Yeah. But anyways, there is a Virginia brewery, uh, uh, Mel Melty, Maltese, sorry, Melty, Maltese brewery. Oh. Hold on. I'll and, get there. Keep talking. In Virginia, <laughs> that is trying to get the Guinness World Record certificate for the world's hottest beer. Yes. Uh, and it is a IPA be specific and it is a ghost pepper ipa yep oh, and sorry. Uh, dang it <laughs> <laughs> one of these will uh, work there we go um the interesting thing is is your can oh, i just say obs no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's not ghost pepper it is carolina, carolina reaper Re right carolina reaper and what they do is they have uh it's called their signal one 2.0 and it has 500 Five hundred Carolina Reapers in her batch. In 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 the in the the barrel. In the barrel. So per so uh, I I don't know if it's per barrel, but it's it's per they say per batch, and I don't know how they don't say their batch size. Right. It, it could so, be a it could be a, a vat. It could be a fifty five gallon. We're not sure. Yeah. Exactly. Don't know. Um. So what this brewery does though right now? But is it's has, a lot. 
It's a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have a, let me put it this way. They have a challenge there that if you order this, this is the only way to order this is to do this challenge and it's 10 ounces and you have 10 minutes to drink it. Oh, that's it. With nothing else. No help. No. And you have 10 minutes to drink this 10 ounce of this beer. Now, Steve and I have done this pepper beer uh, from Stone called Punishment. Yep. That one has um, ghost peppers and a bunch of other ones. Yep. Him and I both could only do about two ounces. Yeah. And it well, was like, no, uh, we're done. There, you also had the other one, that Habanero Mead. What was that yes. one? Yes. Yeah. That uh, one was also. That, yeah. No, it was a barley one. It was a barley wine. Barley wine. You're right. No, there was barley a mead wine. too. There was a mead and a barley wine. Yeah. But yeah. I think the barley wine is probably the one you're talking about because that one snuck up on everyone. Yeah, it, it was, that, you, you drink like an ounce and a half. Like you get like a little four ounce taster of it and yeah. you start sipping on it and you go. And it's a barley wine, sweet. You're like, oh, this is fine. Right. You, you go, that's good. But after about two ounces, it starts accelerating yeah. and and without even drinking more, it just starts burning more and more and more and more. And oh yeah, it it was, it, it, was, it it railroads you. It really it, it does. Was, yeah, it was it was ordinance. Uh, ordinance had a it was yeah. a, a, bar, a habanero or, or yeah habanero or ghost pepper barley yeah. one something like That's that. That's right. The mead was was hot but not overbearing. Yeah, I, I think it was a right. jalapeno yeah. mead or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I held on to that cake for a long time, and I had to wash the line every time. Yeah. I put that thing on there and it was bad. And if, if you know anything about pepper beers, now pepper beers can be a good thing. Some people like them, some people don't, um, but they ruin keg lines. I mean, there they was do. that first, they really that do. first time. Uh, we went to block 15. Yeah. Right. And you had, you had a KBS. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I've never had this before. I was like, no, Jeff, you've got to buy this. It's on like, tap. You got, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to buy you uh, a taster, Jeff. Let's get this. And this was back before it was available everywhere now. Yeah. And uh, this was back when we did the the the, the beer vlog beer run. Yeah, so, yeah. So if you go to the back to Jeff's original, like some of the earlier episodes, you'll see this. But what we're talking it's about. funny is that's like video like seventy five, and it's like right. yeah, that's an early episode now. <laughs> I know. Um, By the way, I think yeah. this is I think this live stream will be like video three ninety four on the channel overall. Oh like it's gosh. crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's been it's been doing great it's it's its own thing now yeah so but we were tasting it or we were tasting the kbs and you're like something's wrong with this something's beer off and, like, and i taste it and like is there's pepper in this there's pepper there's 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 jalapeno in this yeah like and, it was very uh, clearly jalapeno too. very clearly jalapeno and they said i think i think they said that the line mm. had like a jalapeno beer or something beforehand mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, they didn't clean the line. And it just nope. lingers. Yeah. And so, um, but if you are into pepper beers, this one might be something for you. It might be end up being the world's hottest beer. So if you are in Virginia, go check out uh, Maltese Brewing. Yep. If you it's send me some, I won't open it. I mean, I would, I'd try it. You know, you know honestly, if we got the four of us together... Yeah, I wouldn't mind a three ounce pour. Like if it's a twelve ounce bottle, I wouldn't mind a a quarter of that. Um, I'm not drinking more than that. <laughs> I don't know that I even want to open that in my house. That would be a garage episode. <laughs> um, we have so. we have uh, hot sauce shops in the area that if there's a breakage on aisle three, they close that wing of the mall. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Eyes. Oh yeah, no, they're 
Because there are it's this side of mustard sauces. gas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. No, yeah. well, there's a lot of really cool hot sauce places around yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve went to uh, it's up in North Portland, but it is a hot sauce and tap room. Oh, and so you can go there. Uh, unfortunately, they opened up like right when, uh, like I think it was like mm-hmm. February of last year. <laughs> it's like, right. Oh man, right. horrible thing. But uh, I think. Uh, at the time, during I think it was May, they were at fifty percent capacity. So Steve went there. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so it's like uh, like two thousand different hot sauces and thirty taps, and then a huge bottle selection too. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. No, we were supposed to go to the whiskey museum in Seattle last year. Yeah. Oh gosh, <sighs> that was supposed to be that was going to be fun. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, uh, the shoulder pain better be worth it. That's all I can say. (laughs) Cyber attacks. We've talked about cyber attacks before in this show. Yes. Lots of times we've talked about that, but you know, the one thing we don't really talk about is cyber attacks attacking breweries. Right. (laughs) And why not? Because they're a multi-million dollar company, billion dollar company. Yep. Probably. And Molson Coors got hit with a huge right. cyber attack. They got themselves crypto locked and yep. crypto locked to a crypto lock for the ages, shall we say? Oh yeah. They they it's so bad, they're not even admitting how bad it is. Right. Uh they have not even admitted that it has been fixed yet. We're, just we'll be back that. up sometime. Was yeah, kind of the press we're release. Gonna, we're going to be back up sometime, and we're working on it. Now there was a 2017, I think, uh, yes, report that said right now at back then they were running at nine thousand dollars a minute. Yeah, and they're down. Yeah, for days, um, and this is affecting all their uh, nationwide company lockdown. Um, yeah. So. This is bad. Yeah. Maybe more information will come out, but basically they just admitted to it just now. Uh, I think it was like two days ago they admitted to it, but that's the only information they even let out. Yeah. It's pretty bad. These are the kinds of postmortems that I I really like going out to shareholders because I get to find out how bad their internal structure is. This is this is the on the level of Delta Airlines, uh, their entire infrastructure going out because they had a fire at a generator in a airport, yeah. uh, in an airport, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, literally their entire global network was crippled because one generator caught fire in a data center in like Atlanta or something like that. And, uh, and it crippled them for like three days. Like no Delta flights could take off because they couldn't manage their infrastructure because they had all their eggs in one basket. And it's like, yep. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not, that's not a smart thing. And I'm betting, I wonder how much, actually, I do wonder how, how low level this attack is because a lot of their programming distribution is still probably pretty low right uh tech of like say the bottle machines the the fermenters temperature gauges i'm betting that's all still pretty old stuff i i'm it, i'm betting so as well i well i bet it's computer monitored but at the same time once you have your batch like you can make a batch of cores like yeah it's and, it's and a formula a hundred years old you you yeah. freaking know how to make it at this point yeah, so you know, why do I have to keep upgrading my system to get that 
0.001% efficiency above what I'm already doing now, unless it's right. a huge, you know, um, savings. Right. Maybe for them it is, but who knows? But still, uh, not a good look for them. Uh, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually, as sign of a pretty good look today is Budweiser is doing something pretty interesting today that now there is, it is St. Patrick's Day, and a lot of breweries do the whole green beer thing. Uh, they dye green beers. I think New York or, or somewhere, Staten Island, something, they usually like dye their river green. Yeah. Budweiser is doing green beer a little bit different today. They are actually, for the whole United States today, have been growing, brewing all of their beer on renewable energy. Or they, I shouldn't say that, they actually have enough renewable energy certificates. Yeah. But all the beer today, um, they have enough, they, they are cashing in all of their renewable energy. So yeah. all the beers produced today by Budweiser is all green beer or green energy. Kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Um, that's one of the main things that the Rose Garden, I'm sorry, I can't call it Moda Center. I just can't. I know. It's, it's, um, that the Rose Garden touts it. is they are one of the only uh, net zero uh, carbon emission sports facilities in existence. Um, they're, all of their recycling uh, goes to energy generation. All of their, their electricity comes from renewables. They, they are very big on, on that. And, and it's cool to see some companies like the Trailblazers organization and Budweiser starting to, to try to aim for this. Yeah, and what's really cool, like I said, it wasn't just a, a plant. It was all of the United States right, plants. Now, right. now, there are the European ones, but no. it's So a whole nationwide company, which is a global company, a whole nation worth, which I believe was like 14 large breweries, Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you've ever seen Star Trek, uh, the J.J. Abrams first one, the engine room, that's a Budweiser brewery right. that they're running through. All those big tanks, those are mm-hmm. full of beer. Mm-hmm. That's how big a single Budweiser brewery is. Right. Um, they went and were able to do it's one of my all... favorite Star Trek facts is, is the Budweiser. Brewery. <laughs> we didn't want to build an engine room, so we just filmed in a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so all fourteen thing breweries probably around that size yeah green energy today that's pretty cool and 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 they've been pushing for that type of stuff for a while now they've been doing that type of stuff so that's really cool so um it is getting close but we can finish or get close to the finishing on a very high note because we always talk about something trek if you couldn't tell from the decor <laughs> and I'm actually really excited about this one because I love the makers of this. Me uh, too. Who, who, uh, so the History Channel is going to be releasing a special series on Star Trek, and it's—I yeah, know—it's—it's actually it's been called the the best documentary series, and it's not just a single. Oh, here's a two-hour episode. It is going to be a docu series, right. eight episodes. Um, and it's going to correlate with the 55-year anniversary of Star Trek. So that yep. kind of gives us a date of when it's going to be released. should be around mm-hmm. September. And it's by the same people who made um, the toys that made us, the movies that made us. If yeah. you ever watch those series, oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. I, I sit there and watch them. I remember playing with that. I remember doing that. They do yeah. a fantastic job. Yep. Um, I'm really, really looking forward 
to watching this series. And there was also a little bit of uh, spicy news in here too, was that the Voyager docu uh, documentary just broke its crowdfunding record. Yes. And so that's probably going to be a thing coming very soon too. So we're probably gonna see a Voyager uh, probably documentary and this is probably gonna be end of the year going to be some good time for trek and then i think picard is coming out probably end of the year too yeah no they just started shooting picard i want to say about a month or six weeks ago yeah uh they so uh, cbs announced and so picard is currently in shooting production uh but no uh those who know the uh the documentary for deep space nine what we left behind uh that was a, a project that started about three years ago and and was a deep dive into deep space nine both its cultural relevance as well as uh the progression of the series and why they went the directions they did and what were the behind the scenes talks with with writers directors actors everything else that was going on um and a a very very well done documentary very well done. um which by the way you can watch for free on youtube right now uh yeah they uh it was originally a a crowdfund i don't think it was kickstarter but it was a crowdfunding campaign was, of yeah. some kind i i want to say it might have been indiegogo i think it was indiegogo um but uh but they raised enough money to shoot an entire documentary about the the overall production of deep space nine and star trek voyager just got its own documentary series basically they're going to do the same thing with voyager and yeah. uh that's really exciting. Uh, no, it's really yeah, and, and you get to see in in the doc or the Deep Space Nine one, they do kind of a scripted uh, last episode of DS Nine. Uh huh. Uh, that that was kind of an interesting way of like, here here's all the original writers, and here's like, right. here's how we would do a reunion show. Right. And one last episode, and that was kind of cool too. But then they talked through the whole series. And it's a very well-informed series. Um, what I'm really looking forward to about this history series, it's not just going to be the original, you know, series. A lot of times there's talk about that. No, it's actually about the history of Star Trek in our culture and all the different series and what it meant to people. Yeah. And there'll be episodes on single series. There'll be episodes about the behind the scenes. There'll be episodes about uh, how it affected the culture. It's a fantastic. If you are a beginning Trek fan, uh, moderate Trek fan, multiple, you know, just huge nerd out, mm -hmm. this is going to be a fantastic series to even watch. I'm betting it's going to yes. be very entertaining. Um, looking, looking forward to it. So we might even end up talking about it. Who knows? Come September. Who knows? I mean, you know, probably. We I will. mean, we've been, yeah, we'll probably will. Just be like John, look around you. I know. We will. I know. We will. We always. <laughs> we always talk. <laughs> you can't stop it. <laughs> so the ending of Voyager was meh. I agree. The ending of Voyager was pretty meh. Um, yeah. There, they could have done so much. Voyager could have been. Let me back up. I think Voyager gets way more hate than it deserves. Number one. Um, I think Voyager is better than some people say. Uh, it, it's not the worst Star Trek franchise ever. Um, no. It's not the most divergent. I will say there's some pretty terrible writing when you consider the full seven season series as far as there was no character development from anyone. Uh, outside of the Doctor and Seven of Nine, 
no one was in a better position or a different position or was a different person or grew as an officer or whatever else from the moment they were swept up by the caretaker to the moment they re-entered orbit i i mean weren't they doing like in season seven chakotay is still gonna take over the ship as a maquis <laughs> you know it's like right um <laughs> yeah and and usually you see some growth of characters now we we did see that tom paris and balana got married cool can you tell us some stories about that no yeah. Um, no, because they just got married. There, there's there's the whole trope of uh you know Janeway goes and finds Paris in the uh the the prison camp and and basically like pays for his bail and gets him out and says you're going to be my helmsman because you know the Badlands, and uh, then there's and and he's the disgraced officer from a family full of admirals and whatnot, and he gets swept away and his dad is an admiral and an admiral in charge of finding Voyager. And so they make contact with him multiple times. And Tom, Tom Paris is on the bridge at the helm when they're talking to, to Admiral Paris. And they never speak. They never have words. Uh, and Tom gets married to Bellana, has a kid. And there's supposed to be this... They, like, built up to this whole, like, reunion, like, like the... You know the Family Guy, the oh, I wish my, me and my dad could hug, and then a and then a band goes wah wah wah. They were trying to build to that, and then that never happened. Yeah. the The last scene of Voyager is entering Earth is entering Earth's orbit, and then it fades to black, and it's like, so Admiral what? Paris doesn't get to meet his grandkid, and Tom and him don't hug and say, yeah. oh, I've missed you, and I'm glad you turned into an officer, and this is great. And I'm I'm glad you turned out. Welcome yeah, home, son. Like. They don't get any closure? You. Are you kidding yeah, I me? I know. I know. That, that Lieutenant Barkley has more character development in this. Oh, God. <laughs> like I said, the only character who grew from what they were originally written as was the Doctor. The Doctor. Yeah. Neelix. Neelix kind of grew. He, he went from... Uh, uh, you know, the scavenger to chef's cook to, um, uh, counselor. Occasional away team counselor. Occasional away team counselor, uh, in an alternate universe or timeline security. I, I love that late into Voyager, like season six, they're like, Neelix, we need your expertise on this mission. He goes, I've never been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're our ambassador. Like, right. Okay. Although I hated, I hated the whole point of like, Oh, yeah, That's asking an ambassador this. from Paris to be your to be your envoy to Moscow. Yeah, it's like I don't know what they do here. <laughs> I I hated the way they got rid of or they ended his storyline too. Yeah. That, there was just some really bad execution at the end. Yeah, the, there's some bad execution at the beginning. Yeah. the middle of Voyager. There's some really good there's stuff. Really in the good stuff. Of um and then yeah the end is just like season uh, six especially is is a good watch beginning to end yeah um with really is that no the, is that the year of hell that's year of hell that's, that's and, a, and a couple others mixed in there as well um there's there's the whole back and forth with species eight uh eight two seven nine eight four seven two eight six seven two eight four seven two someone correct us yeah someone correct us someone's got it I I know I'm eight blah seven two I I I've got everything but the middle digit, um 
but going to fluidic space and yeah. even the even the conflict with the Borg ended, I think, a little meh, meh. Where they negotiated their way through Borg territory. Now it that laid the groundwork for giving some humanity to the Borg and seeing them more as mindless drones, more than locusts, because yeah. let's let's face it, TNG and DS9 only ever painted them as locusts. And you you think of Picard coming in and going, no, there's actually some humanity to the Borg and they're more than that. They, they're victims more than anything else. They're, they're victims of an evil machine, but... 8472. Right, 8472. Thank you. Uh, but Voyager started laying the groundwork for that when they... And, and that and the Borg Queen in, in Star Trek uh, First Contact oh, laying oh, the yeah. groundwork for... There are individuals and... and individual minds behind the hive and uh and everything yeah so voyager helped produce a lot of that story and dialogue yeah now what i what i applaud them for trying was that um i think with uh, ds9 they kind of stretched out like, okay, here's our universe, and then here's this wormhole with another conflicting. So we have all the familiar empires of TNG at war in DS9, plus this outside enemy. So there's really nowhere else in the Alpha Quadrant, Beta Quadrant to explore. Mm -hmm. And they made Voyager essentially kind of almost a TNG uh regular series uh but we're throwing you way out there right you know and, and you're out there and so it is new species new contact yeah. new this uh you know it is back to back to explorers basics, uh, back right. to explorers right but at the same time with a purpose of we need to get home and that was the and that also gave a conflict of we're still starfleet do we uh explore and still gather data mm -hmm. or do we just head home and steal everyone's you know technology right. to get home because we're more powerful than everyone else here yeah so there was a nice there, a couple of decent episodes of moral th there was issues. the really there's a great episode i want to say season three um where voyager encounters another ship from starfleet that has been cast out they weren't abducted by later, the caretaker but, yeah. but but they were they were cast out through a wormhole or some other method i don't remember but uh that crew took on a different mentality from Voyager. So Voyager said, we're still Starfleet. We're still going to run this like a Starfleet ship. We're still going to be rank and file. We are still going to follow orders. And we're still going to pursue our ultimate objective, which is the exploration and scientific endeavor of the universe. And uh, and I think that was great. But yeah. there's this other crew they encountered who had basic, basically captured some... Uh, the ghost species. Some ghost species that was basically made of energy uh, and was torturing them in order to progress their progress back towards Earth. Yeah, they and, can essentially uh, get to warp 10 easier. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, you had that dialogue between the two captains going like, have you ever had to violate the Prime Directive? And Jane was like, I I've had to on occasion, but, you know, we try to stick to our guns. And, and the other captain goes, well, that may change. And and he's yeah. he's like I'm already there, uh, and and that was a great up uh, season five six equinox yeah yeah it was it was a two parter actually I think it yeah. was a season season finale and it introed into season six yeah um 
But no, that was a great, great episode showing a dichotomy and a, and a uh, two different approaches of we're going to be, we could have turned into a Maquis crew, but we're a Starfleet crew. And we've yeah. we've rolled the Maquis into our crew and integrated very nicely, and and we're working for the betterment of everyone rather than just trying to selfishly get home. But in, but in classic Star Trek aspect uh, fashion, um, obviously these two ships that meet had ex lovers. <laughs> right, of course they <laughs> you know, did. Out of out of the billions of, of Starfleet individuals that went through the academy, these two had Bolana and his. Her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, thought you were dead. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, seriously, this is that's a dumb plot point. Yep. <laughs> uh all right. We had one more. I don't know. Did we? I don't did think we? we did. Oh no, that was it. That was, that was it. it. Cool. Uh two super chats from uh from Spoon. Uh y'all gonna do Irish car bombs. Not likely. No. No. Uh, Jaeger's not my thing. I, I don't, I don't find a, a reason to have Jaeger around. I, I appreciate people that appreciate it, but I don't personally appreciate it. So I don't go. mind sipping on Jaeger. I don't mind sipping I like, on Jaeger, but I'm not I a, like a nice black licorice flavor. So right. Um, well, I don't know if you can see it behind me right now, but uh, I actually have a bottle of absinthe up here. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna get you a Jaeger chiller. Uh, and we'll put that in the background. You'll, right, you'll right. be uh, hit with all the sorority girls. Too. Totally, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jaeger's not my thing, but I do appreciate black licorice. And but no, I'm not going to do an Irish car bomb. Uh, Andrew chimed in a little while ago. I put too much rum in my slushy. Oh well, my brew sternum is a little less of a bother now. Excellent. That's fine with me. And then Spoon chimes in with a $5 donation and says, why are there only 66% of the people who are watching this video right now who have liked the video? Get on it. Right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I lost where the super chat was. But seriously, if you liked this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up button because it really does help me out. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. If you like the beer slash cocktail uh, part of this channel, Beer mostly. Uh, go subscribe to Hops and Brews. Uh, recently crossed a thousand subscribers, and I know, I would really like to cross two hundred thousand and start to, you know, really making the money, going blow for blow with me. But you know, that's right. You, you got to get him there first. So, <laughs> uh, but seriously, he makes great content. Uh, if I can get sixty-one percent of these people that subscribe to me that watch your show, I'm great. Done. I I think the done. problem is they already do. Ah. So you're saying all of yours are bots? I want five people to go subscribe to Hops and Brews right now. I want five people to do it. There we go. Go subscribe to go. Hops and Brews. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing to keep up with my daily shenanigans. Follow John at Hops and Brews to do the same thing. Uh, and you can follow him on any platform. He he gets into all the Instagrams and the whatsits and who's, what's it's who's apps. What's and, it's, MySpace is still huge, guys. Right. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. I've been baiting on it. Yeah. I'm putting all my time. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, thank you all for spending a couple hours on your Wednesday night with us here at Talking Heads. This has been episode 175, and it has been an absolute blast. Uh, Michael says, I already subscribed. Sorry, John, I already subscribed. Yeah, there's Bring a couple more accounts, people. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Get your wives involved. <laughs> you know, Epos Vox would shun you right now for saying, you know, just create multiple accounts and open me on five windows. It's fine. 
No, that's not <laughs> fine. And you're not helping well, him. Well, Epo's Vox is a lot bigger than me. When I'm his size, then yeah, I can be like, right. no, no, that's not cool. Right. No, he's talking about like Twitch streamers who have like four four people who follow oh. them and go oh, like, okay. open me on three windows at once. No one will ever know. And it'll look like I have 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> Except I, no I, one's still chatting. <laughs> open your cell phone, your tablet and everything and create VPNs and have them all from different countries. Right. Right. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all so much for joining us. It has been an absolute blast. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Patreon or float plan. Yep. Links are down in the video description to get access oh. to the exclusive discord server and join us in the after party starting at about 15 minutes. That's right. Where in the description it's in the chat where we'll probably make another cocktail. So. Probably, you know, because, uh, you know, it's nice. Like you were talking about with Steve. It's not as bad ending the show this way. Right. It's it's really not. It's it's not as bad. I don't have uh, 32 ounces in me right now. Right. That I have to go do something. Right. Yeah. It, there, there's not the urge to suddenly stand up and run out of the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, th <laughs> these, this is not a bad way to spend a Wednesday night uh, versus the two and sometimes three pints. I know. <laughs> anyway thank you so much for watching catch us next wednesday at 8 p.m pacific time right here on youtube for the latest in beer